What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Facts and Stats. This is episode 97, NFL wildcard recap, divisional round preview, NFL talks in general. Um, I have the co-host with me, Shaggy, and then I have two guests. I'm allowed to introduce yourself, then we're going to go ahead and get started. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your boy Shaggy from Facts and Stats. Follow me on Twitter at ShaggyX410. Boy Sosa Picks. Follow me at Sosa Picks. <laughs> yeah. What's up, everybody? <laughs> D Mac. You can follow me on Twitter, D Mac 316, man. I appreciate y'all fellas um for joining Sosa and D Mac again. Um I've recorded with y'all, I think what, two, three months ago. Uh Shaggy, this is your first time recording with us. Um and I appreciate y'all willing to come on the facts and stats and be able to talk about the you know, NFL playoffs. Um I think three of our teams are still left. Shaggy, I don't know what he'd be having going on. Um, so my team left, DMAC team left, Sosa team is left, and it's going to be a fun one. Um, the first game that took place well, Saturday, uh, January 13th, was the Texans and Browns, um, where the Texans pretty much dismantled the Browns 45-14. Uh, like, I'm, I'm going to start with you, not only because we're in the AFC, right? We have to, I have to see them this Saturday, but you're in the AFC. Uh, going into that game, what did you expect? And as far as how it played out, what were your thoughts on it? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said so. so good. Let me see. My bad. That's on me. Uh, now, look, as far as the Texans and Browns, I, I thought that it was going to be a much closer game, obviously. Um, I, I thought that the Texans had a little bit of an advantage being at home. I, I, the Browns had given up a lot of points on the road um, throughout the entirety of the season for as amazing as their defense has been. Uh, but the important part to me was was simply, obviously, you know, the Joe Flacco element, and it, it was a high-risk, high-reward, and obviously the Texans and D'Amico Ryan's defense took full advantage of the high-risk part part of that with the back-to-back pick sixes. But C.J. Stroud and his performance versus that defense, um, I thought passed a simple test of, hey, we know this, you're a rookie, you're coming into your first playoff game, can you solve the simplicity of the talent that is on the, the, the Cleveland Browns defense, but the simplicity of the scheme of it? Um, they were very static coverage-wise throughout the entirety of the season, and he passed it with flying cover, uh, colors. He understood what exactly they were going to do, him and Ben Slowick, um, a great offense coordinator from that aspect. And simply put, he made every single throw that he needed to. Um, and we've seen the arm talent. We've seen the poise under pressure. We've seen the accuracy throughout the entirety of the season. And that was certainly on display versus Cleveland Browns. So... I didn't anticipate that being in, being the uh, the margin of victory, but I did think the Texans had an advantage, and they certainly took it, uh, you know, took it fully. No, I definitely agree with what you just said. Um, pretty much everything for the most part. Uh, so, so what about you, bro? How was you feeling going into this game? Um, you know, the Texans doing what they did. It went exactly how I thought it would. I I, I did a space on last Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I said, you can't trust Flacco. He turns it over. C.J. Stroud has, has now accomplished the best rookie season in the history of the of the NFL at the quarterback position. It's really no conversations to be had at this particular juncture. Um, and we just got to be honest about what we're seeing. Um, we're seeing a dude who's 22 look like just he looks like a seasoned vet. He, you, you can't confuse him. You can't speed him up. He he's, he's not rattled. He can't, and like I said, the number one thing is you can't speed him up. That's the biggest thing with with, with young quarterbacks. Miles Garrett is special, yes, but then also, like I said, the quarterback for 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 uh, for Cleveland, Joey Flacco, come on, garbage. So, you know, it's not 2011 or whatever it was when he threw that miracle pass to Jacoby 
you know, you remember, mm-hmm. of course, I know you remember. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, you know, that's not a completion in any other stadium, by the way. Um, but yeah, you know, black will show its true colors, and that's it is what it is. Here we are. You, you, you had um, anything to say about it, uh, Shaggy? I know going to the game, you got the brown, so. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I did not expect that from um, Mr. C.J. Stroud. You know, some people call me a street and Stroud hater. Listen, man. Cool. He, he balled out. I can admit he wanted them once. Straight up like that. You know, he wanted them once. I was not expecting that. The guy was flawless. 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 It, I, it, was, it was crazy to watch. I did not expect that. Me, I did not. I was high on that Browns defense, and like D-Mac said, Ben Slowick had a hell of a game plan. Attack the safeties, attack Greg Newsom. They pretty much were going at everybody but Denzel Ward and Martin Emerson when they were throwing the ball. Everybody else got attacked. Good game plan. Good game plan. They were moving CJ Stroud around the pocket. It was it was flawless. He was he was great. He he's a great guy, man. He's a great quarterback. I give him, I, I gotta give him his praise now. I got, I give him his praise. I give him his praise. We gonna, we gonna double back next year though for them Bryce Young talks. But yeah, I wasn't expecting that. Shout out to the Texans. Shout out to CJ Stroud. Shout out to Miko Ryan. Yeah, but Joe Flacco, gots to go, gots to go. I, I know. It's crazy because I think like two days after that game, it was Joe Flacco's 39th birthday, so he's pretty much gonna be retiring, if I'm not mistaken, um, this offseason. I would expect that to happen. Um, as far as the game, I went into the game with. You know, predicting the Brown, uh, the Texans to win uh, solely due to CJ Stroud. You know, obviously one of their better wide receivers this year is out, but uh, and Tank Dale. But the, the impact and the connection I'd say that him and Nico has um, is definitely real. Um, Dalton, Dalton Schultz has been a good uh, weapon for them as well. He didn't have the best game uh, when they played, but still, just in general, um, Mechie came in, chipped in. Devin Singletary was fine on the ground. So, I'm sorry. Jordan, okay. Jordan, the backup had that crazy long touchdown. That yeah, was they got, they got, they got a bunch of ball players, bro. He caught that ball at like ten yards and took it another sixty. Like, and I, I love, I love Brevin Jordan because he has all the athleticism in the world, and him and, and Schultz are kind of a nice compliment for each other. But boy, you saw that that gap, and he took full advantage of it. It was impressive to yep. watch. But uh, yeah, that tight end running away from them, running away from everyone like that—that that was crazy, especially that. <laughs> He's a heck of an athlete, man. I, I really liked him in the draft. So shout out to Brevin Jordan. Yeah, just all in all, a, a super, super, super duper shout out to the Texans um, and, and everything that they did. I can't wait to get y'all thoughts on the game this Saturday uh, when they play the Ravens. But we're going to jump to the next one again. And um, not unfortunately, but D-Mac, this is you again. Uh, you're Chiefs. You know, going to this game, me personally, I had, I, just, I, I don't think Tua can lead any offense. I don't really, I can't look at, even with the weapons that they have, I can't look at this team and say, oh, yeah, they're going to win a playoff game. No matter who they're playing, um, that's just me personally. Uh, they went into Kansas City and they played the Chiefs in early. Mahomes first, uh, no, I'm sorry, this week coming up with his first playoff game on the road. Uh, what were your thoughts uh, for this game going into it and then how it played out? Were you Did you did you just like anything as far as how you guys played or a certain player played or anything like that or what? Well, I, I will say this to your point. Uh, given the fact that Tua was the quarterback, 
um, and the conditions and the fact that they had the injuries they did on defense. I will tell you, I was far more nervous going to the game uh, about the cold than I was about actually winning the game. And that's just how I approached it, to be honest with you. Uh, fortunately, I was very warm. Uh, I had plenty of layers on. But look, it, as far as the game was concerned, um, Trey McDuffie, Legereus Need, the secondary in general, flexed his talent. It forced Tua to hold the ball for an extra second or two. The pressure eventually got to him. He obviously gave us the turnover. In general, their offense did not cross our 25. Um, they obviously only scored their points off of Tyreek Hill's amazing play. And you got to recap to that man being a Hall of, a Hall of Fame caliber player. Um, and he had some funny stuff to say on, on social media after it. You know, and, and, you know, Chiefs Kingdom has love for Tyreek Hill. But we had to send him home from that aspect. Um, on the offensive side of the ball, I thought it was really about our trenches, um, especially our interior three. Um, they have two very good interior defensive linemen, but our, our interior three is elite from that aspect and replayed as such. Um, and certainly our tackles were able to handle their edges accordingly. And dominating up front allowed Mahomes to have all the time in the world. And then also for us to fuel our run game, obviously Pacheco was key. And, you know, uh, Rasheed Rice uh, called all the crosses in the world, created all the yak, had a touchdown, should have had two. Um, ultimately, even with some Travis Kelsey drops, the team was able to point, put plenty of points on the board, and it wasn't close. Um, and, and, you know, that wasn't a surprising outcome to me. Um, I think that Miami was not necessarily some, you know, amazing juggernaut that we took down by any means. I think they were a first step, uh, a truly a wild card opponent from that aspect. And, you know, the challenge is going to get greater next week. But I think it was a good first step on both sides of the ball, especially starting at the way that we dominated in the trenches. Anybody else got any comments on that? Well said. No, it, it was <laughs> Miami and the Colts. No, like we yeah, all kind of no, like that was a great. I, that was a, that was the perfect analysis of what happened. Super quick. But yeah, I mean, I was just gonna say they weren't gonna win because it was really cold. I think this next one coming up, um, while we get the division around soon, this game coming up was undoubtedly the biggest surprise of the weekend for me uh, with the Packers just walking into Dallas and playing like they were in Green Bay. Um, I want to give big, 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 big credit to Jordan Love. Uh, Shaggy's been praising this guy since week one. Um, and when you see a rookie quarterback and what CJ did at home and how he performed, and then you see another young first-year starter, because he's not a rookie, but first-year starter quarterback in Jordan Love and how he performed. It's like, you know, you can just look and say, damn, this league is in great hands. When you look at all the, the good quarterbacks that we have so far, and Lamar and Mahomes and Josh and Burrow um, and many other people. But Love and CJ is just now going to try to bump their way into the top ten. Some probably already have them in the top ten right now. Um, but the Packers, this game, 48-32, uh, they pretty much whooped up on the Cowboys. I didn't see this one coming. I think Aaron Jones had, what, four touchdowns? Four, three, three. Three, I think three. I think touchdowns. three. Yeah, I think it was three. Three. Um, it felt like seven, but it was three. <laughs> <laughs> and, Ro and Romeo Dobbs, uh, you know, Christian Watson been another lineup. Uh, Jaden been hurt this year. They've been dealing with a lot of different injuries offensively. Aaron been hurt this year. Uh, even AJ Dillon as well. And they they still battled their way all the way to the playoffs, and and they took down the Cowboys. Going into this game, anybody, this is an open question, anybody, did anybody have the Packers a chance at winning or beating the Cowboys, or everybody? Pursue the Cowboys going this game. I had Packers. I, I had the Packers. Like I, like I literally said, you take them with the seven, or and you take them to win. I, I put out like an active, like, like I put a, a recap of it too. Like, mm -hmm. bro, the the 
the Cowboys defense is not good. And if 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 you can if if you can run the ball, Jordan Love can be super effective. You have to be able to run the ball. That, that's that's part of it. You have to be able to run the rock. And that, and that's what they were able to do. Once you have to show your hand and show that you have to bring an extra guy up to to try and support the run on defense and you're going to have to spam some sort of zone in the back end, Jordan Love's going to cook you. He's great yep. against zone. The thing is, is that you have to be able to run the ball. That's the key. And and, and and look, just look at the games where he's been wildly successful. They've been able to, to, to establish some level of the run game so you can get a lot of those actions off of it, whether it be bootlegs or just play action or just or just different things that you can do in this with the same formations just over and over. So, yeah, I'm credit to, to Jordan Love. He looked great, in my opinion. I mean, you, there's really it, he, he looked like CJ did. They had they, they had the exact same stat line, I think, like 16 for 21. I think it was identical. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, just a, a pro- proficient, efficient day. And then, obviously, Dak Prescott's bum ass gave you one, and that's how it goes. Gave you two. No, but he gave you one for an extra t- tud. You know what I mean? To give yeah, up the seven, yep, that was the worst. Can't give up the pick six. That's so that, was the, that was the final yeah, nail. I, I did have I did have the Packers plus the seven. Um, I thought at the very least they were going to have to keep it close from Sosa's point. Being able to run the ball, Matt Lafleur is uh, you knew that he was going to implement a bunch of motion because that's you know where that tree comes from as far as Shannon is concerned. Um, and he took full advantage of Dan Quinn and specifically the light linebacker play that the Cowboys had out there on a consistent basis. Um, and, and to be honest with you, the second that they took the ball out of the coin toss, I was like, oh okay, so they understand what they need to do here, which is get up. Make sure the Cowboys aren't in their game script and, and put them in an uncomfortable position. And ultimately, that's what led them to have that blowout. Like you said, Jordan Love, all the arm talent in the world with, with Floyd dialing up, uh, came together beautifully for them. And the defense stepped up as much as they needed to. And, you know, obviously the game came up and, and you know, the Cowboys still put up 32 points. And so it's going to look closer than it is from that aspect. But, you know, it, it wasn't a close game. And, um, you know, now that we have the the foresight or hindsight, whatever you want to put it, of knowing that Mike McCarthy is, is going to survive this game as the Dallas Cowboys head coach, I will say it pretty clean, or pretty plainly, I can eliminate them from any contention next year. They will not win anything as long as Mike McCarthy is their head coach. He is too bad as far as game management is concerned, using timeouts. His offensive scheme is not innovative. It is maybe slight tweaks here or there, and it's too over-talented from that aspect, or talent specifically, you know, reliant. So, no, I, I'm I am eliminating them from contention as far as I'm concerned next year because I don't trust them with that head coach. Can I just ask one question in regards to what you said? Mike McCarthy's an offensive coach, right? Mm-hmm. Right, supposedly he's an offensive coach, right? The defense was the one that was getting that was getting ragdolled, right? They were the ones getting mm-hmm. ragdolled, right? Correct, yeah. And and then the quarterback, the trigger man, threw a pick six. Mm-hmm. I agree with you that they're not going to win shit, but I don't think that he should have been fired. I, I mean, it's, it's, By, who are you going to yeah. replace? That, that, that's the thing. It's like people want to have like these great ideas. But there, there's like, a lot of really good coaches out there. I bet there are, but it's still it's whoever <laughs> it has nothing to do with the, with the coach. It's the owner. And Jerry yeah. has to have a young man. He has to have somebody he can trample very easily. And that's how this is going to continue. And it's his last year of his deal, so it's going to make him work on his last year of his deal. And I, don't, I, I guess that'll be it. Yeah, I mean, if, if you want to use that that 
that portion of it, I think that that's very valid. You see, you've had you know thirty years worth of, of sample size to, to prove that you know Jared Jones and the way that he structured this organization doesn't work either. The thing I will say is, I think that there were things to be fixed from that aspect. I think you can go out and, and get linebackers and create tweak the system. I think Dan Quinn is a solid defensive coordinator that can you know co- coordinate an actual defense. That works when you actually have the talent there, and they need to increase their linebacker talent a little bit in the spine of defense in general. Um, I think the offensive system with a better offensive coordinator would be better, but make McCarthy as your head coach, so I don't trust him. Yeah. And maybe it's just Jerry Jones ultimately, and I think that's a very valid way to look at it too. I don't think Dan Quinn's a good coach, but that's just me. I wouldn't touch him for a head coach. I don't know why the hell he's getting uh, you know those interviews. <laughs> I, this is my this is the, the my only thing with him. You were in Seattle for, for – he was in Seattle for years. Mm-hmm. How could you not compete against the San Francisco 49ers? Yeah. That, wasn't, that was before uh, Shannon was there too. So. Yeah, but it's not – yeah, but he, he's coached against that organization forever, and mm-hmm. he can't, can't come close, defensively at least. Like, Dan Quinn sucks, man. Come on. Chokes in every big game. He's always done it. Yeah, yeah actually, that was actually my next – my follow-up question. I'm glad y'all even dived into that anyway. Um, but real quick, if you made it this far into the episode, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Check out Facts and Stats on all platforms at Facts and Stats underscore. Um, yeah, my question. So outside of we all know Mike is there. Uh, the report came out yesterday. Uh, that, I didn't hear anything about Dan. I think their whole everything's going to stay the same. But Trayvon Days will be returning next year as well. So now him and um, I'm gonna say All Pro. We gotta give him some respect. Deron Bland. Um, they're gonna be. You know, they're gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta give him some respect. They're gonna be a little pairing. Uh, we all we, we stated linebacker help, um, and that most likely gonna be the quarterback next year as well. So, what are we just gonna say? The Cowboys are gonna be a regular ten to twelve win team, and that's what it that's what, that is what it is. Yep. Yeah, they'll come. They'll compete for the division. Um, yep. And uh, they, they won't win anything. They won't get to the championship game. They're losing the playoffs again. Now. They're not reaching the NFC Championship game. They're gonna lose in the first or second round again. The best chance to get to the that big dance, they have to win the one seed. That's their best chance. If they don't win that one seed, they're not getting to the NFC Championship game. It's just that the crib on Sunday. I know, but <laughs> that's their best chance. Like, what they just lost at the crib? You, you know what their best chance is? Okay. Get rid of Dak, bro. He's okay. You got to, you got to, you got to. I'm sorry, I, I would. Get, this year is, I guess it's McCarthy and Dak. This is your, this is your, y'all are playing for your jobs or y'all are working for your jobs here. I, I don't, I don't see where they go, man. Because the Eagles aren't going to suck for long. Like, they got to, they got to extend Dak, right? Yeah. His, yes. his cap, his cap hit is, yeah. His cap hit is too big. You got to extend him. Or make a decision on it. If you think that he's got to go, then trade him. But he, yeah, something has to be done as far as. Yeah, I don't think they can trade him. Trade him and, and do what? Like, I think they got to keep him. Who the fuck is trading for three years? And you can't trade him. You cannot trade him. You can, trading him is is he's ass, but it's setting you back, bro. They're too good to trade him. That's a, he's 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 a very good quarterback. He's too good to trade, but he, you know he's probably yeah. not great enough to you know keep from very good statistically. Very good statistically. <laughs> he he's good, Sosa. Sosa, he's good. He's good. He's good. He's just not great. He's not great. He's good. He's okay. He's all right. He'll get you through the 17. He'll get you through the 17 games. You're talking to a Niner fan, brother. He's I was gonna say he's terrible versus y'all. He's, he's awful versus y'all. There's no he's doubt about that. He's god awful versus y'all. He's garbage, bro. I'm, 
you're not you can't convince me otherwise. Like he's the one of the best garbage time quarterbacks ever. He's like Philip Rivers but with black. <laughs> and they there and they gotta pay C D, they gotta pay back. Hey, bro. Micah. Like that's all this offseason? I, I think so. I know C D is up. You gotta pay him. I don't know about Micah. C D about to get like three years, a hundred M's. Yeah, C D about to get a bag. I think you got. I think you got one more year on Micah, but yeah, it, yeah, this is going to be very expensive very shortly. Okay. Yeah, I mean, especially, especially if Micah's going to going to want a salary like a Bosa. Yeah. Yeah. Just see what he's, and, he's getting. Paid, right? Like, and CD might wait until Chase and Jetta sign what they get and come back to them. So I want that. So it's going to be interesting for them this off season, bro. A lot of money, man. A lot of money moving in the next like. Calendar year in the NFL a lot. I can't read. Yep. Uh, we had one more game before we start to talk about the division around, get our thoughts uh, and our picks and winners, and get up out of here. Uh, the Rams versus the Detroit Lions. Matthew Stafford first game in Detroit uh, since you know he went to the Rams, won a Super Bowl with the Rams. Um, and Jerry Goff now still is the quarterback as well uh, for the Lions. Uh, the Lions won twenty four to twenty three. Good game. I'm going to just leave it at this was a, This was a phenomenal game on both sides. Uh, Matthew Stafford showed toughness. Um, he showed grit. Puka showed that he's going to be one of the emerging better wide receivers to come. I believe he set an NFL record for most receiving yards in the playoff game. I think he uh, surpassed DK. I think DK had that record. Um, other than that, as far as the line side of things, one player that I noticed uh, before we talk about the game, I'm going to like Brian Branch. I, I, I like Brian. He gives, me, he gives me a little bit of Kyle Hamilton vibes. Um, you, you can put him all over the field. You can put him all over the field. He can tackle. He can cover. I think he lead. He led them this season in passing defended. Um, he, he just he just seems like he's an all around to do it all safety. So I just want to shout out Brian Branch real quick. And other than that, you know the Lions, they've been who they are all season. You know you got the, the two headed monsters and Gibbs and Montgomery. Um, you got St. Brown on the outside. You got the stellar tight end play from um, Laporta. Uh, did he score? Did Laporta score? I think Laporta scored. Uh, I, think I think so. Remember, he scored. He scored a touchdown on fourth down. Yeah, he, I think he had the lineman. On right. Yeah. Like yeah. So. Yeah, he uh, did. Yeah. Yeah. Shout, I just want to shout out to the Lions. All over, it was a good game. I think they was my winner. Well, yeah, they, I had the winner going into this game. Um, what about y'all? How, how y'all feel about this one? I had Lions. I had Lions. I didn't think the Rams defense would be able to stop them too many times, even though they did. But they I didn't have- capitalize. Second half. I think they held the Lions to three points in the second half. Yeah, was it three points? Had you noticed that? McVay they had them to three points in the second half and lost the game. McVay looking real geniusy. He's just stalling. Yeah, the it so the defense, <laughs> defense wasn't the problem in the second half. I agree with that. Yeah, I, I had the Rams. I thought this was going to be a close game either way. I didn't, you know, I wasn't surprised the Lions won by any means. But to your point, I mean, they, the stalling out in the red zone, the misuse of timeouts, uh, not a good performance from Sean McVay, in my personal opinion. Um, what I will say is the Rams overachieved this year. My, you know, the way that they kind of came into it, they were in a reset year, getting to the wild card round, looking the way they did, you know. And, and if Stafford is healthy for the next one to two years, they have a chance here to kind of reset their roster and try to make another run at it. So, um, still overachieved, but a disappointing performance, in my personal opinion, from Sean McVay. Uh, from a game management and then also a red zone performance as far as that offense is concerned. What he wouldn't you know, he was refusing to run the ball in the red zone. And 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 you're absolutely right. Listen, again, 
I get it that you have good synergy with the play call and the quarterback and the receivers, but you're not even trying to run the ball. And that's been a huge component of what got you to this point, right? To like give you a level of balance. Now, every single play, it's you living and dying on the right arm of Matthew Stafford, and he's getting lit up. And he's take, he took all the punishment. You got to respect him. He's always been like that. He's always been a warrior. But yeah, He came uh, back to Detroit and thought he was playing for the Lions again. That's for sure. And they weren't they weren't playing. Listen, the crowd was not playing with them. That's another thing I respect about Detroit fans. They you would opt now, bro. We not giving mm-hmm. you no, we not cheering for you, none of that. Bro, we want to kill you. We don't, you know what I'm saying? We don't we don't want you to win. Yeah. And I love that. That was one thing I, I really respect about the Detroit crowd. I'm happy as hell that they won. No lie. I'm extremely happy. Um yeah, I, hate the Rams. I hate the Rams, man. I can never I Big Vay, real genius. Get inside the 20, can't score, no points. Field goal, field goal, field goal, field goal. Yeah. Dark. Well, I almost I almost appreciate y'all with the quick comments on that. I can't believe I almost missed these last two games, though. Uh, Bills and Steelers, I'm going to be brief. You know, shout out to the Bills, 31-17. I really just can't wait because they play the Chiefs uh, this upcoming weekend. I'm pretty sure I probably feel the same way about that. Uh, Mike Tomlin, looked like he's going to be returning for another year to coach for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Has not had a losing season in his coaching tenure in Pittsburgh. That's amazing to me, but also has not won a playoff game since 2016 or something like that. So, uh, I don't know what Pittsburgh is going to do. Uh, do y'all want to even comment on the Pittsburgh Steelers or anything like that? Or Man, 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 man. I knew, I, man, shout out to Tomlin, but you know, like you just, they, they, what can they do? They, they overachieve every year. Cool. The, the the winning record, yeah, but bro, at some point you gotta you gotta come on, man. No, some point Steelers, no, bro. Your, your front office can't keep doing this. You can't keep doing this, bro. You cannot keep doing this. When you do that, that's when you settle for guys like Kenny Pickett. <laughs> Where did he go? Fifteen in the draft, twenty something in the draft. Yeah. No, like come on, no. That's what that's what that's what winning too many games gets you. How is all of your quarterbacks backups? How it, it makes no sense. None of them are good. Like, and, and you have the highest paid backup at that. I don't understand <laughs> it. I don't get it. What do you so, so like now, 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 now? What they? I think they got like pick. I forgot what pick they have in this year's draft. And, uh, I don't know. I don't know. In the like, 20s, like, I mean, the it made the twenties. It'd be in the twenties. So, so like, come on, man. You're a connoisseur of, of great television. There's an episode of Breaking Bad where Mike goes to. You know, to Walden says no more half measures, and that's the answer for the Steelers. You can't have any more half measures. You can't keep doing this foolishness that Shaggy refers to, where you're taking quarterbacks in the team. It's not going to work. You can't keep having backup quarterbacks lead your roster. This team is aging at certain positions. They have some young talent to work off of. I'm not saying that there isn't. I think if they get the right offensive coordinator and they actually take a swing at a quarterback that has real talent, they have a chance because I do believe in talent as a head coach. But until you do that, you're going to continue to have these, you know, nine, ten win seasons. You're either first round next or you miss the playoffs. And that's simply where your season is going to end every single year. So for me, they got to take a real court, uh, take a real swing at quarterback, whatever that may be. If they love one in the draft and they actually have talent, great. If they want to trade a second for Justin Fields, also great. You have to figure out what that swing is and make sure that it pairs with a good offensive coordinator. Um, if you really want to get out of this treadmill that you've been on for the last, you know, eight years. Yeah, I, I, it, all starts with, it all starts with the quarterback for me uh, when it comes to them. And I'm glad that and I'm still so appreciative that we even we seen, OK, Super Bowl. Thank you, Flacco. Get your money. 
a good season after that, then a, couple, then a couple of mediocre years and things like that. But you know what? We're going to trade back up and get our quarterback. And I'm so thankful that we did that in Lamar Jackson. I think Pittsburgh is in a battlefield now. Right, tell me about it. Their quarterback, they can't proceed. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, you, you look at the rest of the division, the Browns make sure they got their quarterback. I'm not saying Watson is the guy that's going to be spectacular or anything like that. I don't know what to expect from Deshaun Watson anymore, to be honest. The Bengals got their quarterback. The Ravens got their quarterback. The Fiddles are the last leg. And to me, it's still the best division in football. Don't get, don't get that twisted. Um, I think year in, year out, that's, 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 that's shown. But what's the, what's the comeback to that? You, Lamar Jackson is literally the gold coin you find in the middle of the fucking desert. Like, that, that, that's fucking like, It's just. He, it was, was Ozzy's last gift to that. Yeah, franchise. you can't. Like, that's not, it's not the same, bro. What's not the same? What they about? need. That, I think for them, what they need to do is they need to go trade for Justin Fields. Justin Fields. Yeah, for me, Justin Fields. Or sign Russell Wilson. I'm Russell Wilson. I think Russell Wilson fits what they want to do. They got two good running backs. They got good receivers. Their offensive line is not garbage. You don't. He are can you going? Are you going to convince him to well, throw the ball over the middle? I think they need to go young, Sosa. I think they need to stay young, Sosa, at that position. I want to believe that. You can't. This is my thing. Is that like? I don't think you can. I don't. I think the the issue for Pittsburgh going to get like a Justin Fields. I would love for that to happen, but the issue is this: is that when you trade for him, you have to immediately commit to forty five to fifty million dollars immediately, and there is no guarantee right now that we know he's good, bro. I love the kid, but you are still gambling on an unproven entity. That's what it is. That that's what Justin Fields is, and and I, and I love I love his talent. I know he's extremely smart, but that's what you're doing. You know you, what I mean? You, I, I think I think Russ, Russ, Russ is a safer move. You're probably gonna get him cheaper for sure. He's not getting no fifty million, right? Mm-hmm. You probably get yeah, him on a, on a you probably get him on a low budget deal. And he show, he showed you like his resume. His he did not play badly. This is he wasn't playing bad in Denver. I ain't gonna lie. I'm so, I'm, I'm good on I'm good on Russell Wilson. So I'm, good on him. I'm just saying. I th- but I, I just think that that team is much more equipped to take on him. As opposed to Denver, Denver had no O line. Their receivers sucked. They had no good tight ends. Their offensive line was garbage, and their defense fell off a cliff the first eight weeks of the season. Like, the receivers I, I didn't suck. He the receivers didn't game. suck. He did I think play. Russ. I think Russ is an understandable veteran free agent addition for them, and I, and I I definitely get it because you know some of the things you saw Gordon Southern running the ball down the field. That's exactly what Pickens likes to do. I think Deontay Johnson's a better second wide receiver than they have. Um, in Denver, um, I, I would be concerned a little bit about what your offensive coordinator choice would be and how you can fit that system around what Russ wants to do. But outside of that, I think you can make it work. Um, I, I do obviously prefer Justin Fields, but you know, I think that upside wise, that gives you the better chance. And he's a guy you have to pick up your fit, the fifth year option on him, and, and it's a little pricey. But I think that it's worthy enough to see where he's at, and then if he plays well for you, then you can extend him, and then that gives you at least a future plan to work off of. Um, where necessarily Russ is more of a, hey, we got to win now type of move, um, from my perspective at least. So that would be a difference to me. I think either of those paths is much better than what they've been doing recently. I like it. I like yeah, it. that's a fact. All right, I mean, this this one, this one, this one, this one, this one. Uh, it's a lot of delusional fans, man. a lot of delusional people out there uh, to where – 
it's just it's com- it's comedy to me because I don't understand how people can see how a team. Don't bring it. Ten and one, phenomenal start. I wasn't impressed. That <laughs> I wasn't impressed. I personally was not impressed with the start because I actually watched the games. You know, um, t- and they were still winning. Shout out to them. Ten and one. You finished the season one and five with losses to I think the Giants, the Cardinals. Um, the Giants went super bad. The Giants, the Cardinals, and the Seahawks. I think, if I'm not mistaken, um, that was a part of that stretch. Um, and they go into the playoffs now, and they play Tampa in Tampa. And people, people was telling me that oh, they have the better roster, they have the better quarterback. It, it they're still going to win this game. And I'm sitting there wondering like how, like why, like it, they don't have any to me. They don't really have any corners. You know, shout out to Slay. Uh, Bradbury slowed down. Bradbury season has been. I think they already playing without Blankenship. He's not that good anyway. I think Sidney Jones was out too. Um, he's not that good anyway. You know they don't really have a secondary. They don't have any linebackers. They their main their main guys are up front and Reddick and Cox and I guess you can say Carter if you want to and anybody else. Um, and I think that was shown. You know like Baker went into this game uh, and the Bucks went into this game pretty much comfortable every single time down. Uh, Mike Evans had too many drops. It probably would have got ugly a little quicker, but I think he dropped a touchdown. And he had another drop up as well uh, with a phenomenal pass with Baker on the left side. Baker was real accurate to me in this game. Um, he he, mm-hmm. he 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 did what he needed to do. Three hundred thirty-seven passing yards, and it was a couple of dump downs to White. And White ran the ball well. White was also a passing threat as well. So, and then Godwin got into the end zone. Um, overall, great game offensively and defensively. And then most importantly, what they did was. You pressure Jalen Hurts. I think on the stat could be wrong, but on twenty-five or twenty-six dropbacks, eighteen of them were blitz. Eighteen of them were blitzes, and Eagles. The Eagles did not counter or do anything to to to, to limit that. It was real reminiscent of what the Ravens and the Dolphins game was a, a couple of years ago, a year ago, where they went cover zero the whole mm-hmm. second half. Um, yeah. And the Eagles also was already playing without AJ Brown, you know. So even with AJ, I probably mm-hmm. still would have picked the Bucks anyway. But you know, shout out to Devontae Smith, he showed up, but. You know, I mean, it, it, Eagles, they got more, they got work to do. And I'm leaving it at that. I mean, I'll let y'all comment on the game. How did that feel like it went? Um, 32 to 9. D-Mac, I know you was the Bucks with me. You bet with the Bucks. Um, you can further explain that one. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was it was an easy call to me. Like you talked about, um, from an offensive perspective, the the game plan was blitz Jalen Hurts on a consistent basis. And pretty much 80% of their answers when you blitz Jalen Hurts is A.J. Brown getting a, a jump ball. And obviously without A.J. Brown, I was like, okay, well, they're not going to score then. And that's exactly what happened. Um, Baker Mayfield, like you said, distributed the ball very well. Um, I expected them to considering the secondary and generally the back seven of this defense doesn't exist. Um, whether it was Kate Otten or, or Trey Palmer, he was able to find those guys. And obviously we know what God and Evans are, are capable of. So, um, shout out to Baker for a very, you know, competent game, solid game, was able to distribute, like you said, very accurately. Um, and, and nothing about that was surprising. Um, this Eagles team um, aged at some very key dis- uh, key positions. Um, they weren't able to generate nearly as much pressure as they did uh, last year specifically. It did not cover up their secondary as, you know, they were able to at times last year. And ultimately speaking, the offense regressed um, to where it was already incredibly basic last year and, and talent oriented. But it also, you know, was kind of on a house of cards from the aspect of if you have a, an injury here, an injury there, and then teams ultimately figure out whatever that answer it is, answer is to your incredibly basic offense and you have no options to go for go to from there. So it wasn't surprising to me how the, the season ended. Another huge coaching issue. Um, we'll see if they end up rectifying it. 
Sosa, I, I want to go straight to you real quick. And I know we only got about five minutes left, so I'm gonna speed this up real quick. Uh, it's supposed to be. So it was supposed to be Eagles 49ers conference championship. You got anything to say about to the Eagles, Sosa? Um, no, nah, not really, man. Amicable year. I'm happy for them. I'm just, I'm super happy for them. I'm super happy that, uh, you know, they can talk about participation trophies and all that and what it could have should us. But we all know if Brock Purdy didn't get here, we would have beat the brakes off of them in Philadelphia last year. And this wouldn't even be a talking point. Sirianni would have been fired easily. But he got to a Super Bowl because they hurt the quarterback. So now they get to keep him and suck again because he's the problem. Them two, them two coordinators that left, they knew what was going on. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. They clearly know... You see it, right? Gannon, Steichen, both look great. Sirianni, big bloviating moron, just doesn't know a damn thing. Just out there, lost. So, you know, best of luck to them. They're gonna have to keep him for at least another year. Hopefully, Lurie doesn't get sucked in by the players, because the players don't know shit about the coach. Well, he's a good coach. Yeah, he lets you get away with bullshit. That's why you love him. Yeah. Hard Hardgrave came out and said that obviously he. Uh, the Niners practices are far harder than they, they were in Philadelphia. It's not surprising to me. Um, Shane Steichen uh, with the Colts, um, his, his motion offense. Ass? You seen his fat ass the last six weeks of the season? Motherfucker, <laughs> every time he's on the field. He's garbage. Jordan Davis, yeah, use, that, useless, uh, fat that, piece, nothing. Them Georgia picks have, have not necessarily panned out to a, an extreme oh. extent yet. <laughs> Don't get me started on Nolan Smith. Nolan Smith is ass. <laughs> that kid is ass. I'm sorry, he's ass. Smith is ass. Nicobe Dean is ass. Oh, yeah, Nolan, is Brown, Nolan is Smith stink. Only one that's good is Carter. Carter, if, Carter. If, if Carter is healthy and like like can like like actually commits himself to football, he could be special. I, mean, I, I ain't gonna mm-hmm. lie about that. That's undeniable. The other guys, Jordan Davis. Ringo Davis. No, I think I think Jordan Davis. He's going to be good, but Nolan Smith, he need, he he need to move to the inside. That that outside linebacker rushing the passer, that shit ain't for him. Not at the NFL level. He's lazy. He's just lazy because we know he's a freak athlete. Mm-hmm. So put the wings down. Like, it's, he look, bro. The dude I mean, could be. He could be a, a very, very good one technique for sure. No doubt about it. Because like you said, he's a freak athlete for, for his size. He just hasn't committed himself to it. Yeah, he's just not, not committed to conditioning. Which, I, I think – I know they had an interview. I think Mike Vrabel actually coming in would be very nice for what their team needs because they need that head coach, disciplinary, let's inject a lot of accountability into what this roster needs because the talent – and Harry Roseman and the way in which he can inject talent into a roster, I think will improve. It's just about if they can have people accountable within that building. Well, they 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 said they're not making a head coaching change right now. So I do I do have to say this one thing. Jalen Hurts is still a star in this league. I, I don't want people to think that like because of some poor performances or or, or because the numbers didn't fit the narrative. Because that's the thing. The numbers don't fit the narrative. So when the numbers fit the narrative, you can say any type of garbage you want about a player. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, but Jalen Hurts is the star. He's an, he's an elite leader, and the, the players around him rock with him. There's no, there's no ifs, ands, or questions about it. So 
whether you if you want a guy to go out there and throw the ball 50 times and get 400 yards and, and think that it's fantasy football cool but nobody start complaining until this team was already 10 games on the board in their pocket so you know just slow it down and just remember also none of those games that they won they would have won without him so absolutely Mm-hmm. You know, don't, don't go out here. Don't go out here just trying to because that's what that's what is. The narratives can be ran with now. He didn't have a good season. They did, they made the playoffs and, and lost the division on the last day of the season. Right, but so this, 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 this like, last, and I appreciate that comment. So, so thank you for adding that on and ending that part with Jalen Hurts praise. Um, don't get it twisted for nobody. This last one take one minute or less, y'all, for all four of these matchups. One minute or less. Uh, we got four divisional round games coming up: uh, Ravens, Texans, Packers, 49ers, Bucks, Lions, Chiefs, Bills. Uh, we're gonna start Texans, Ravens. Pick who you got winning. Explain why. One minute or less. Uh, me personally, I'll start. This is my team. Um, obviously, we're playing. We're well, now news today. We're playing without Marlon Humphreys. Um, could be tough. I'm liking the season that Brandon Steen's been having, and also I'm liking that we can put Kyle in the slot. We can put Kyle on the back end. We can put Kyle in the box. Uh, we can make Kyle pressure the quarterbacks. Uh, Marcus Williams been fine on the back end for the most part this year when he has been healthy. Geno Stone as well. I think he tied on the league in interceptions. And I think most importantly, we just got to get pressure to CJ. When I went to the game week one, I left the game and said, man, he does not look like a rookie. But in that game, we got pressure to him um, and made him move around in the pocket and made him a little bit uncomfortable as a rookie. Uh, now, 17, 18 weeks down the line, he's, he's a better quarterback. He obviously got to fill the game more, so that's going to make it tough. Try to contain Nico, uh, limit Devin, no running game, and I think we, this will be fine for us. Roquan and PQ in the middle, both all pros. Um, I think we'll be all pro bowlers. No, both all pros. I think we'll be fine. Um, I, I expect the Ravens to win this one probably by 10 or more, and Lamar Jackson will be superb, uh, stellar. Uh, and it will up his playoff record to 2-3. and three. Um, Not too great yet, but by the time we finish, we'll be 4-3, and three, I think. So, yeah, we'll be good. Anybody else? <laughs> One minute or less. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, just real quick. I, I do think the Ravens uh, will win. I, I think they will just put up a little bit more points um, from that aspect. I think that CJ Stroud will find better success than he did in that first matchup. Um, but generally, the difference here, the Ravens' ability to change the picture post-snap is far, is literally the opposite end of the spectrum from what the Cleveland Browns normally did. I think that will frustrate CJ a little bit more. Uh, but that that's going to be the big test for me that I'm going to be watching is how much CJ can handle that aspect of it and still operate under pressure from that that point. But I think that the Ravens offense is rolling and I think they still will be able to dictate to the Texans defense and get out of there with a win. Yeah, me personally, I'm going Ravens. Mark Andrews coming back, even though I don't think they need him to actually play a lot of snaps to win this game. I don't think he will. I think he'll just be out there as a decoy. That Ravens defense is serious. Marlon Humphrey did just get ruled out not too long ago. But like Ev said, you're going to pressure him. Kyle Hamilton will be all over the place. Yeah. I don't think the Texans will have enough in this game to score on that defense. Chiefs, Bills. Yeah. I got Chiefs. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You ain't going to that yet? No, no, no. I got the Ravens by a lot. Um, game's not being played in Houston. The bank gonna be different, and I know CJ's not gonna be rattled. No, I just feel like number eight's on a mission, man. I he, he done with the talking. He done with the done with the done with. He don't want to talk about nothing. He just want to go out there and whoop somebody's ass, and I think that's what he gonna do. Like, yeah, I, I, number eight, number eight's on a mission, man. That's all. That's all I got for you in this one. I 
If you want to get in the way, cool. Like, get in the way. Go ahead. Appreciate y'all. Right. Next, 49ers Packers. I'm gonna be brief. I got the 49ers in this one. I don't think the uh, the level of play and the different things that they were able to do scheme wise, uh, period, against the Cowboys defense was gonna be similar to the 49ers defense. Uh, I look at that team and I and I see what the Ravens can do uh, with the the mixture of guys. And I think it all starts with the two linebackers. You know, um, for us, a lot of a lot of what we do, open field tackling and tackling, period, and leadership comes with Roquan and PQ. When you look at the 49ers, it comes from Fred and, and, and Greenlaw. And they also have guys up front, obviously, and, and Bosa and, and Chase, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so I'm going with the 49ers in this one. Same. I think it's going to be a convincing win. Uh, a convincing win, I'm sorry. You can say seven or more. You can say double digits. I'm with the 49ers at home. I think they're going to come out and just – and Brock Purdy will be ready. CMC's going to be ready. Debo, Kittle, Ayuk, and all the guys that they got. Go ahead, so line is eight. line is eight points. I like the Packers. To get they ass beat by 30, we are going to beat the shit out of them. Like, there's no conversation here. They not running the ball like that. Y'all don't know what the fuck y'all be watching. All you idiots that been in my mentions talking stupid, you got to be dumber than a bag of rocks to think that they're going to run the ball. They can't run the ball like that. So get that out of your mind, you know, in the box with with all the bad stuff. Come on, man. You know, you already know. I love Jordan Love. Now, I was calling him trash to begin with now okay <laughs> but, see, but see here's the thing when they when they found the, the, the tweets of me saying he was trash there's like literally like if you if you search it the first tweet says jordan love was ass now he looks like a star and they just skipped past that to find the one where i said he was just ass yeah so i i have no problem giving a player their flowers but again he's been he's been good but then i also want y'all to pay attention to who they played Outside of the Kansas City defense, just saying. You know, they could, Bryce Young put up thirty on them. Yeah, good luck, man. Good luck. Good luck if you're a Packer fan, and good luck to the Packers. They're gonna need it. If you think they're coming into Santa Clara to even come close to sniffing a win, you're smoking something that's extremely illegal. Uh, that's yeah, all. I this got. is a, off of them. This is a you know that I know that you know that I know that you know what I'm gonna do. So like Lafleur, it it he can run that motion offense. His ability to run the ball is going to be significantly hindered. That is going to put Jordan Love in a lot of adverse situations, which is not necessarily going to be um, for the San Francisco defense. Um, how much San Francisco has to play man-to-man is going to be very interesting because of how well the Packers are able to spread the ball out. Ultimately speaking, I don't think this game is going to be particularly close because the Joe Barry defense is going to be ripped to shreds by what Kyle Shanahan and this offensive talent is going to put out there. So that's my simple point. I think that the, the Niners win by at least double digits. Yep, I got... Ah, man, man. I can't even be biased for this game, man. I got the Niners, <laughs> man. I can't even be biased for Jordan Love, but yeah. Y'all went over everything. I got the Niners, bro. Right, I got the uh, Niners, bro. We just lost Sosa Sosa. Thank you again, my brother. Uh, last two games, Bucks, Lions. I'm I'm going to stay with it. I'm going to go Lions in this one. Oh, this is actually going to be probably the closest game. This is going to be a super close game. Um, it's not easy to pick. I can't even tell y'all no reasons for this game. I got y'all reasons for the first two, but this one I can't. Not right now. Uh, I just like what the Lions been doing this whole entire season, uh, and I'm gonna just I'm gonna just stay with it. I, I like the offense. I'm gonna stay with the Lions on this one. Lions as well. I don't think the Bucks will be able to run the ball on the Lions. They're very good against the run, and I don't I don't I don't know if Baker giving me back to back playoff games of that. I don't think he's doing that. Not back to back. He gave the Eagles a couple of chances to get some interceptions. They dropped them. Nah, Jared Goff, I think he'll play 
well again, very good again. I don't think he'll turn the ball over. So uh, yeah, I'm going. I'm going Lions. They will be in the NFC Championship game after this week. I'll be picking the Lions here. The, the question, as far as the margin, is going to come down to me, Agent Hutchinson, how they try to move him along the line to try and find him mismatches. They've been willing to do that throughout the entirety of the season. Tristan Wirfs has been excellent at left tackle. They probably want to avoid that matchup as much as possible to try and get him free to create the pressure on Baker Mayfield. Um, I don't think that they necessarily run the ball well from Tampa Bay's perspective. So if Aiden Hutchinson can lead that defensive pass rush to get consistent pressure on Baker and force him into a little bit of inaccurate throws, then I think the Lions can win by a significant margin. If not, then I think it's a little bit more of a track meet. Um, but ultimately speaking, I think Detroit is, is going to be winning and going to San Francisco or Santa Clara for uh, the NFC Championship game. Last but not least, uh, appreciate y'all too. Appreciate everybody that tapped into this episode as well. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. We have the Bills versus the Chiefs. Feel like this is an every year thing. Um, this time it's actually in Buffalo. Uh, so this is going to be interesting to see. Uh, Chiefs, Bills, both teams finished the season 11 and 6. Um, the Bills more so on the hot end or the better end of that, I'll say. I think they finished. They're now on like a six game winning streak. Um, mm-hmm. Chiefs been having an up and down season uh not the best offensively when it comes to the uh the outside guys i'll say and mbs and Kadarius and sky and and uh, rice been the lone pop and rice been popping for about eight nine weeks now i had him at fantasy football uh, this year kelsey hasn't been the best this year as well um some may say he slowed up um he's not being as effective i'll say uh for far as the game though i don't know if douglas i'm assuming douglas and davis do play uh, like D-Mac said the other day in my space, the guy that subbed in for Milano, uh, he he hurt his ankle. I don't know his status either. Um, if I just had to pick to be on a different side, uh, again, I don't really care who wins, but just to be on a different side of how we've been going in recent memories, I think like that played like three times or something like that now. Um, I'm going to go with the Bills. I think the Bills win this game. I like James Cook. I like them in Georgia. I like what he's doing out the backfield for Buffalo. I think that gives them a different dynamic to – uh, to their offense, to where it's not just read option, and most likely Josh Allen's going to run it. Um, my grand, he's always going to use his legs. He had a freaking like fifty yard rushing touchdown in the wild card round. Um, mm-hmm. Shakur, Shakur had a couple of catches uh, last week, uh, scored a touchdown. Diggs got them started in the first half. I'm, I'm glad that they started to utilize they utilized Diggs in the first half because the previous ten weeks, eight weeks, it doesn't seem like he was a focal point. Um, so I'm going to with the Bills in this one. I think I said one minute or less, but I'm going with the Bills in this one. That's my pick. I'm going Chiefs. I think. It, listen, man, Patrick Holmes. That's a, that's a, that's a bad guy. It, it ain't. You gotta be special to beat him. It, it, ain't, it ain't a Josh Allen thing. Josh Allen is special in his own way, but I don't think they have the coaching staff to beat Patrick Mahomes. And I think the Chiefs have a great coaching staff. The Bills, I cannot say that. I don't care. This is what his first playoff game. Outside the Super Bowl on the road, I don't care. Patrick Holmes is that guy. He's he, he it don't matter where he's at. It's gonna always be tough to beat him. That on the road thing ain't gonna phase him. I'm going Patrick Mahomes and that coaching staff. Josh Allen's special, but no, he don't got the coaching staff that Patrick Mahomes have to to pull his to win this game. He's not beating that man in the playoffs. Regular season he can get him. Playoffs, no, he ain't the one to do it. This is that simple for me. 
Yeah, I mean, look, I'll start as obviously I'm going to be picking the Chiefs. I think we do win <laughs> going on the road. Um, the communication aspect is going to be different from this standpoint. Uh, make sure guys are lined up in the right way and making sure our tackles don't create too many false starts. Um, that's really the two biggest things that I'm most concerned about going on the road. Nothing really is concerning as far as Patrick Mahomes and his performance. Um, his winning percentage on the road looks like his winning percentage at home, which is amazing. <laughs> and his performance has always been great from that perspective. So, um, as far as injuries are concerned, they're missing some guys in the spine of their defense. You know, Benford and, uh, and Bernard did not play for them uh, or did not practice, I should say, today. Um, Teron Johnson, that concussion, we'll see if he's back. Taylor Rapp and Spectre, two guys that um, they've kind of had fill in significantly in the middle of the defense have, have missed as well. We will see which one of those guys end up playing. Um, we will be getting Pacheco and, and Drew Tranquil back for this matchup from earlier in the regular season, in which we lost to them in Arrowhead. Um, I'm, there's two things as far as this is concerned. Obviously, the turnover differential is going to be huge. We have to take care of the ball the same way that we did for Miami. Um, being able to have as many opportunities as scoring drives is going to be key and also making sure we finish those. Um, I think we had opportunities for some uh, big plays. I think the Buffalo Bills are going to be um, mixing up their coverages, but also challenging these wide receivers for a lot of man-to-man. And there are opportunities for guys like Miko Hartman to get down the field. I think if we can create those explosives, then we open things up from that aspect. Running the ball on a consistent basis is obviously going to be a big thing as well. Um, I think our interior offensive line is going to have uh, an advantage here as well in this game. Um, I think even significantly so than we did versus Miami, because I do think highly of those Miami interior guys. But obviously the edge rushers for Buffalo is better. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, you're going to have to put pressure on Josh Allen. It's not necessarily to get him on the ground, but it is to make him uncomfortable, try and force him into a few mistakes. Um, I do like our matchups on that aspect. I think that Shakir and, and, you know, Gabe Davis, those guys can give you some issues from a wide receiver perspective, but I feel good about our corners. It's really going to come down to them targeting Dawson Knox and Dalton Kincaid. Those are the two guys that can wreck our game plan. If we are better from the safety and linebacker position, then I feel comfortable with what we can do. I think it'll be an incredibly tight game. I, I think it'll be, you know, the best game of the weekend, but I do think that we go on the road and pull it out. I, I love it. I, I'm excited, bro. Uh, again, this is yeah, the game. I'd be excited. Hey, hey. Lamar's back in the playoffs. We ain't playing the playoffs in two. He ain't playing in two years. But, I, man, I cannot wait to watch the Bills versus the Chiefs, bro. Thank you. Good luck. Thank you for joining us today as well. Um, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. And D-Mac, my brother, I um, hope you have a phenomenal evening. Thank you for joining the show today. Absolutely, yeah. Appreciate talking to you.